It's so good to be home and to, and to uh, see everybody. I, I, I just love coming back uh, because you make me feel so special and, and you tell me I haven't aged and uh, you, you, you just keep lying to me, you know what I'm saying? You know, and sometimes every now and then you need people to lie to you. Pastor Devin was talking about, you know, we, we are, you know, one, one of the main things that we want here is for us to be able to be honest. And I'm like, well, every now and then I need a little lie. <laughs> but it is good uh, to be back. I, uh, I do want to uh, give my husband an opportunity to greet you. Amen. And uh, so I'm not going to take up all the ministry time and I want him to come and to greet you. Amen. Come on, give Pastor Jerry a hand. Thank you. I will say good morning to you. Amen. And it was so good to be back uh, in this particular house. Uh, we have uh, just serious ties here, very, very serious ties in the four years that we were a part of this great ministry. And I, I always want to give honor where honor is due. And to Pastor Larry and Pastor Juliana, amen. To Pastor Devin, where is he? They, and, and Pastor Nisa, amen. Glory to God. Um, and all other ministers in this house uh, give you honor. As, as you uh, stand before God's people to give them what they really need to be very, very productive. And that's what it's all about. I really have two words that the Lord gave me during praise and worship that I, I, I want to share with you. Uh, prior to that, I want to say, having served the Lord for 33 years, I can assure you that God and God alone is your healer and your deliverer, okay? He's the one that brings comfort to you in whatever storm tries to come against you. It is Jesus. Give him full credit and full glory at all times. And I want to rectify a little phrase that we have going in the body of Christ to make sure that we really understand what we're saying if we ever quote it, when we say that God makes a way out of no way. You ever heard that before? Mm-hmm. Well, this is what God said to me. He said, you need to rectify that and correct it to make sure they understand. And here's why. Because there is no such thing as no way for God. Now, while you are processing that, I will tell you what you need to understand. God makes a way out of what seems to be no way. Now we have it on point. Okay. The first word is to the, the younger people in here. This is what God says. God says, I need you. This great God says, I need you. I need to be in the midst of you in your circle of friends. I need to be in the midst of you on that school campus because you are representing me. So don't ever take it lightly. Being here, you're hearing 
um, a good warrior at all times. God needs you. He needs your youth, your strength, your vitality. Amen. Because some of us older ones, uh, we, we're going to be uh, going out of here at some point. Amen. And I, what I want to encourage us, oh, yeah, that's, that's true. You know, unless the rapture comes, amen. And you know what? I don't have any problem with that. Hey, when he's ready, let's go. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> amen. Well, see, I'm always, and even if it's today, so be it. Amen. All right. Oh, always remember, there's coming a time in your future, every one of you, when you will stand before the Lord Jesus Christ to give an account for what you have done with this great salvation. It's in everybody's future. Amen. So let's get ready for that moment. How about that? The second word to this praise team. Okay. And when you sang the song, I raised a hallelujah. The Lord spoke then to me about the seriousness of what you do, how you prepare for the word. And the word is always the most important part of any service, always. It's the word of God. Yet the praise team plays a very vital part. I remind you of Jehoshaphat out of Second Chronicles chapter 20 with all of the hostile nations coming against mm -hmm. the people of God who did not really know how to fight. And see, that's another word. Boy, I could really talk about Listen. <laughs> but the word, <laughs> but the word came when Jehoshaphat saw, called a fast, even on the animals, and, and sought the Lord. The word came through Jehaziel, the prophet. He said, tell my people that uh, it's not their battle, that the battle belongs to the Lord. But then he says something. He said, get the praise team out there. Get the praise team out there. I know they're coming and they got, you know, weapons and they can fight and they're gonna, they want to tear you apart. But you stand there and you raise a hallelujah. That's all you have to do. And I will set ambushments against your enemies. Amen. Hey, God bless you. Amen. Oh. <laughs> for those of you who have ne never heard Pastor Wilma, you are in for a treat. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Thank you, honey. Amen. Praise God. Amen. One, uh, one bit of housekeeping. Uh, if you see something on the floor that looks like a caterpillar, it's not. It's my magnetic eyelash. <laughs> okay, so. So. <laughs> so don't step on it. Don't do this to it. Pick it up. Give it to Jan Bell and she will return it to me. <laughs> okay? Because <laughs> I haven't looked in the mirror since I put them on, and I feel a little light over here. 
I don't know, all right? But just in case, okay? All right. Let's pray. Father, we thank you today. <laughs> you are good. And all the time you are good. We bless you today. We honor you. Have your way in this place, Holy Spirit. Be glorified in everything that is said and done in our midst today. To you alone we give honor and glory and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and amen. Open your Bibles up. I, I do want to also uh, honor the, the shepherd of this house, uh, Pastor Devin and uh, Pastor Nisa. Amen. They're doing an amazing uh, work here. Amen. And also to our uh, great friends. Amen. And the leaders also of this house, Pastor Larry and Pastor Juliana. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for having us. I, 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 I do consider it always an honor to stand in this pulpit, Pastor, and I never take it for granted. I want you to know that. Thank you so much. Amen. Amen. Um, where did I tell you to turn? I didn't? Oh, no, one of y'all looking at me like I'm crazy. All right, go, go to 2 Timothy. Pastor Devin, uh, he, he always gets me. And I was waiting for it, and I didn't know when it was going to come. And he uh, got up here and talked about something different and, you know, and all that. And I'm like, okay, no pressure, right? Go to 2 Timothy chapter 4. Where is it? 1 Timothy. Let's try 1 Timothy. Yes. 1 Timothy chapter 4. It's, it's these eyelashes. <laughs> you shouldn't try anything new if you're going to preach. 1 Timothy chapter 4. It says, but the Spirit explicitly says, and I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, that in the latter times, some will fall away from the faith, paying attention to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons by means of hypocrisy of liars seared in their own conscience as with a branding iron. I, I just want to stop there. Because my message is in well. And I was thinking about the audience that I was going to be ministering to, the different generations that we have here. And I, I thank God for uh, uh, grace because there's a whole spectrum of generations and races uh, that are represented here in this body. And that's what the body of Christ has to look like. Not should look like, has to look like. Amen. And I was thinking about the message about ending well. 
And one of the, since I'm getting older, I just had a birthday, and one of the things that I have found when people are ministering to you that you can always tell that they kind of have a sense of how old you are by what they say to you. That they, they start laying hands on me now, Vicky, and they start telling me that my latter days will be better than my former. Well, I, I might only have two left. <laughs> you know, and God's going to reward you because you've been faithful. Amen. Age, getting older. And I said, well, well, Lord, you know, you got people here who are 10, 15, 16, 17, 18, 20, 21, whatever age. And when I'm talking about ending well for, to these people, it might not be as relevant as ending well for me. But you'll remember this message when things come against you. That at some point you heard Pastor Wilma say, end well. And that no matter how many more years you have left, because none of us knows the date of that hour that it ends for us, that we're always wanting to find ourselves ending well, and not like Paul is telling Timothy here, that people are falling away from the faith. And that concerns me. I was telling Pastor Devin that that's bothering me. And it should. That people are falling away from the faith. Well, it's nothing new, right? Because we're sitting here reading about it in Timothy. But it should bother us. Paul even goes on to talk about the fact that in, in Colossians, he gives us a, a particular guy in Philemon. He says, this guy named Demas. And I want to talk a little bit about Demas. In 124 of Philemon, it talks about Demas starting out well. It even lists him in Paul talking about people who were with him in the ministry. But then go to, this is my second Timothy. See, it wasn't the eyelashes. Go to second Timothy chapter four. Paul was coming to the end of his ministry. In verse 9 of 4, he says, Make every effort to come to me soon, for Demas, having loved this present world, has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. I thought about the word deserted. didn't use the word left in my Bible. He used the word deserted. Have you ever had people to desert you? just totally shut the door on relationship. This, this 
guy was a co-laborer with Paul in the ministry. He was right there when they were laying on of hands and seeing people raised from the dead, seeing God doing mighty, mighty miracles. And some people will tell us that the reason why, uh, Pastor Devin, the reason why people are leaving the church because we don't see miracles like we used to see. We don't see the power of God. But this guy did. <laughs> and he left. And the Bible tells us, I'm glad that Paul told us why, that way we don't have to try to figure it out. He says, because he loved this world more. That, that's why he deserted the faith and he deserted us and the ministry that God had called us to and the ministry that God had called him to because he loved this world. Now there's a lot of other reasons why people leave the faith, but this guy left because he loved the world. And I begin to think about that, that are we as Christians so in love with the world that we desert our, our, our faith? Are we so pulled by the world that, 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 that coming to church is no longer relevant? Because the world has something grand, grander than, than church to offer us on Sunday morning. I don't know. Are we so in love uh, uh, with the world that we can't make sacrifice? That we can't give when it's time to give because, I, you know, I have to get my world stuff. And so when I come to, I know it's tight. I know, it, I know, I know, I know, I know it's, it's really tight right now in here. <laughs> that, that I can't give because I've spent on world. Well, hello, church. It ain't going to get no better, so you might as well just go ahead and say amen. <laughs> All right. That when it's time to give, even make sacrifices for myself, that I can't do that because, I, you know, I, 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 the world is calling me. And, 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 and so I, I don't want us, to, I don't want to preach doom and gloom because I'm not a doom and gloom uh, a pastor, a, a minister of the word of God. Usually I'm very encouraging. Usually I'm very just excited and jumping and shouting and, and rise up and you got this and you go for it. Well, that's what I'm telling you today. And that's why you don't want to get entangled with the things of the world. Because the things of the world will hinder you from rising up. It'll hinder you from going forward. It'll hinder you from doing the things that God has called you to do in this life. Paul says, listen, you've got to lay aside every encumbrance, every sin, the things that try to hold you back, the things that are pulling on you. Why? Because Paul is saying, listen, I want you to end well. And I want us to end well. 
Because see, Paul gave another warning. He said, listen, and the reason why I said us is because Paul gave another warning, David, and he said, listen, I have to consider myself too unless I have preached to everybody else and then I become a castaway and that frightens me. It keeps me sober. Because I see so many falling away. There's another person in the Bible. Paul, Paul had it, I tell you what, Paul had it rough. You're talking about people leaving you in the ministry? Are people leaving you in relationship? That happens to all of us, doesn't it? Yes. This is yes. Had another guy started out with him. Mark. Remember him? Remember the story of Mark? Bible talks about that he was going forward with them and all of a sudden he turned away. Paul was saying, you know, listen, I don't, with Barnabas, he said, listen, I don't even want the guy around me anymore because he left us in the thick of things. And sometimes we, we you know, we will have a thought of leaving in the thick of things. We're leaving the faith in the thick of things. When God does not do what we thought that he should do. When, when, when our circumstances don't line up with what we see in the Bible. How many of you have been there? I'm still there. <laughs> some things are lining up, but sometimes, Pastor Devin, there's an undercurrent that's there that's not lining up. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Up here is all right, but then there's an undercurrent that's going on, that's shaking, and things are not right, and I sense that in a lot of our lives. Good over here, but not over there. And sometimes that that undercurrent of things not going well will pull us away from the faith. But I'm telling you today, in well. Don't lose hope. Don't lose faith in God. John Mark left and then in Acts chapter 15, it seems like something happened. And I like this about John Mark. It doesn't tell me that about Demas. In the Paul's ministry, he said, listen, you tell Mark to come with you. Why? Because he had changed. And let me tell you something. I don't care who comes up here and pumps you up and say all is great and hallelujah, hallelujah, I raise a hallelujah. Sometimes there's been times in my life that I couldn't even raise a hallelujah. I'm going to be honest with you. And so it was at that time that Paul could have said, no, Wilma is not good for the ministry. And that's okay if you end well. See, don't be like Demas and stayed awake. 
Be like Mark that turned around. See, that's ending well. And I'm not saying, <laughs> I, 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 when I was listening to the praise and worship, I was like, I'm in, in here, here is my ending well. I might have to be crawling. Beat up. Broken. One lash on and one lash off. <laughs> Hadn't seen all the victories. Hadn't seen every prayer. Hear me. Hadn't seen every prayer answered. Hadn't seen all my kids coming to the Lord. Hadn't seen my husband saved. Hadn't experienced healing in my body. See, when we look at the book of Hebrews, that chapter 11, we call it the great chapter of faith, but when we go on down there to the end of it, and they time my son was beheaded and like, uh-uh. And see, I'm not saying that you're going to cross that finish line in record time. Or that you're going to cross it jumping and shouting hallelujah. Because this is real. And sometimes for me, it's ending well that I got across by the grace and the mercy of God. Maybe with somebody cheering me and saying, come on, you can make it. I think we need more cheerleaders in the church. But you end well. You end well. Today, I uh, see, I don't know, there must be a spirit of honesty. I keep saying that in this church. Um, I've been having some back issues, and, uh, and I said, well, Lord, you know, I, I got to I got to come to Arkansas, and I've got to minister. And so, there's another thing that you might see on the floor. <laughs> it's called a salon pass. <laughs> know them patches? Y'all don't be laughing. Y'all may not be there yet. Okay. But I'm gonna finish well. See, sometimes you might need to be propped up. You might need to get a patch in. And you see everybody else just jumping and shouting for victory. And, you know, and they're giving these amazing testimonies, Brother Jack, Zach, and, and all is well in their life. And their kids are saved and you're just hating on them. 
You know, and as soon as somebody says you got testimony, they raise their hand. You're like, Lord, have mercy. Here they go again. <laughs> and you're just trying to make ends meet. And you just got a call that your son or daughter is in jail because they picked him up for drugs. Remember when that happened? Not to them, to us. <laughs> Let me get that straight. Everybody else, kids serving God. and See, that's that undercurrent I'm talking about. But should that stop us from serving God? Should that stop us? Come on now, listen. Should that stop you from moving forward? No. You, you got to keep moving. You got to keep going. You got to end well. You got to end this thing well. And your well might not be my well, but you got to end. And sometimes I think that we feel guilty because we're just barely making it. And the devil can trip us up. Yep. The devil can trip us up, making us look like look everybody else, and ours should be the same. No. Yours should not be the same. Your race that God has set before you is individual. It is already set out. That path was already created for you before the foundation of the world. You run yours. I have this cousin that said, woman, we need to stay in our own lane. But we can all end well because grace is there. The faithfulness of God is there even when it don't feel like it. I have to keep telling myself over and over and over that God is faithful. He's faithful. He's good. Even if I don't feel good, he's still good. How many of you have to do that when you don't feel like it? I heard Pastor Juliana's message uh, last Sunday on faith and fear. I'm like, wow, I needed that. Thank you. It's easy to get caught up in life and pursuits of pleasure and and God wants that for us right but we can't forget about him because we know that there is a higher goal and that's kingdom this is not my home I am not home yet you are not home yet <laughs> you gotta get home <laughs> You got to get home. This is not it. And we're going to cross that finish line and we're going to see him face to face and it'll all be worth it. I believe that. I believe.
believe that every struggle, every trial, every time you came that you didn't want to come, every time you raised a hallelujah and you didn't want to, that it's going to be worth it when we see. Oh. <laughs> I muted me? No. Okay. Did you hear anything? Yes. <laughs> it's like everybody said, yeah, we heard. Yeah, 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 we're good. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Keep on going. <laughs> we got to get to Golden Corral. <laughs> we get simply worn out because of all the struggles and the routines of just daily life. I find myself struggling with just daily life. And sometimes allowing that just to consume me. But then I have to shake myself and say, wait a minute, there's a higher purpose. There's another reason for me being here other than laundry. I, it has to be. It, it has to be right. God wouldn't do that to me. <laughs> we need to remember, though, that we're not home yet. Amen? Life is yet as it should be, but it's not as it should be. But God is faithful. His grace and his promises are there to bring contentment and comfort in our lives. So what am I saying In well, don't stop. There's a song that says, On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground, do I have a piano? Is sinking sand. I love this. Hold up. I love this note. So I, I said, Do we have a piano? And this young lady here, she said, I'm like, and what am I going to do with that? <laughs> I love it. I love it. All other ground is sinking sand. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but I lean on Jesus' name. On Christ, the solid rock, I stand. And that what has to be. Be honest, I turned 65 September 1. And it's something about the day of when you have a birthday, you kind of start reflecting. And I started reflecting and I was thinking about this message and I... I said, God, you know what? I don't know how many more years because I don't think 
age has anything to do with death, but you know, you know, signs say you only, you know, I mean, sooner or later you're going to die. Right, Roy? <laughs> and I was like, life has not been easy. Family-wise, children-wise, Husbands had battles with his health. Finances have not always been where they needed to be. Ministry has not always been where we felt like it needed to be. So on every level, Pastor, and I, I was looking at the struggles And God said, you can't finish well looking at that. And it was a, it was a rebuke is what it was. He said, remember two years ago when, when your son had that motor, well, last year, when your son had that motorcycle accident and, and he wasn't wearing a helmet? And the whole side of his face hit the pavement. And you thought that he, he might lose his eye. And he didn't. And that he's seeing. Remember when he went to prison and you thought that you were going to lose your mind? And you didn't, although my husband thought I did. Remember when you were living in Roland, Oklahoma, and, and you had left your job at my, at my word and, and that you didn't have any food to eat? And then somebody came by your house and said that God had sent them and they brought you some groceries. Remember when they told your husband that he had almost 100% blockage in all of his arteries and that he was going to have to have surgery and we, we, we didn't know how we were going to get the money. And that he came out of there and they wrote zero on his bill. And it's been five and a half years and your pastor, Pastor Larry, the same. And he's healthy and he's strong. He's still playing golf. And he played a great back nine hole of golf yesterday. <laughs> we won't talk about the first half. That's the undercurrent. And I could go on and on and on about reflecting him, reminding me 
of why I can finish well. While life has not been easy and it's been a struggle, one thing I have had since I've gotten saved is the abiding presence of God. And that causes me to end well. Because I know he's there. It's his abiding presence. And I heard someone say, Pastor, he said that the presence of God is the provision of God. He is the I am. And just because you are here today, I can tell you the same thing. That whatever you have gone through and whatever you're going through, the presence of God, the abiding presence of God, if you are born again, he is there. And you will finish well. See, there's one thing about getting older is that you can track God. <laughs> you can track him. Because he's taking you through some stuff. Come on, let's stand. I want you to end well. Your leaders, they want you to end well. That's my heart. Don't let the difficulties and the challenges of life derail you. And if they do, get back up. If you got to crawl, crawl. Put a salon pass on it. And come on. Don't let offense. Do you believe a lot of folk are leaving the faith because they got offended? Your salvation, your relationship is more important than your feeling. Ooh, I said a mouthful then. Pastor Devin, if it's okay, I want to pray for some people. If you're here today and you're saying, Pastor Wilma, I, I need prayer. I need a cheerleader right now. I want to pray with you. And ask God to strengthen you cause you to begin to reflect on what he has done. And you get strengthened. And you make a decision and you determine I'm going to finish well. Amen. 
If that's you, amen, how do you just come? I want to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. So if you're in that place and you're ready to be kind of honest about the, the undercurrents that you've been experiencing, things might look okay to some and not everyone around you might know that you've been struggling. But if you are in a place where you just can't hide that anymore, you don't want to hide that anymore, the, the weight is getting to be too much. If you guys want to come on up and Pastor Roma has a special honesty and gift. And these two, Pastor Roma and Pastor Jerry, have been through these things. Uh, she was brave and this morning she shared some of the things that they've been through. We've talked a lot about the faith this month and, and how we can love God and sometimes go through doubts or struggles or have things that are just as real internally that make us just almost unable to trust or to love or connect to God, but there is a safe place in our walk with God where he allows us to come to him in complete honesty, complete brokenness, whatever that thing is, he's willing and ready and able to meet us in the middle of it. 